Walang naglalaban-laban yung mga tribu-tribu noon. The Mabaka, they were a warlike people. It's 11 in the evening, and I'm in a house on the edge of a mountain range. In the dark, the peaks look almost like giants, slumped over to sleep. The electricity is spotty here, so Bansilan sets up a fire for our interview. The Mabaka started out in Kalinga, but as our population grew, Kalinga became too small for us. Bansilan is a tribal elder and a respected leader of the Mabaka, an indigenous group based in Abra, in the northern Philippines. Elder Bansilan is telling me a little bit about their history. So we expanded wage war and took territory, but even the Mabaka grew tired of constant fighting. We were one of the first tribes to establish the Badong. This was a long while ago, many centuries in the past. It's written there in the Badong. The Badong is the name of an old peace pact, still respected today. In the Badong it says, you're not allowed to kill, you're not allowed to steal, and if you violate the rules of the Badong, there's a penalty. Elder Bansilan lets me know that even back then, the leaders of his community understood that violence couldn't last forever. The Mabaka were warriors, but they were the ones who made a way for peace too. And until today, it's peaceful. Our former enemies, the Binangan, the Adasan, they were just there. They lived so nearby. It's completely dark now, and the moon's barely a sliver in the fire. That's when a fight breaks out next door. Plates and silverware clatter, a man screams, something's thrown against the wall. Elder Bansilan tells me to stop the tape. Sometimes, he says, the men of the tribe have too much to drink. But he says he'll resolve the fight in the morning. Someone's going to pay a penalty, maybe an animal, maybe part of the harvest. That's his last word on it. And after the noise dies down, we continue our interview. Here among the Mabaka, it's really zero crime because we can handle the problems that happen here. People can help but make mistakes. It's human to make mistakes. So things like that happen. As he speaks, he brings to mind a grizzled veteran, a classical warrior hero. Centuries ago, elders like him would have led ambushes against enemy tribes, exacting revenge when tradition deemed it necessary. If there's a problem here, there's no one they run to except for the elders. If there's a problem, elders will solve it. No problems exit. Today, Elder Bansilan is in charge of resolving disputes, punishing criminals, meeting out justice. He's talked down communist guerrillas. He's been falsely accused of rebellion and retained his reputation. By the firelight, it seems like he can handle anything. Yung isang datu na namamatay ang asawa. In Abra, in the old days, if the wife of an elder was killed by an enemy, the whole tribe would have to stop harvesting until the elder cut off an enemy's head in revenge. This is Pastor Ruben. He's one of the overseers of the Budong Peace Pact that Elder Bansilan was talking about. And he's a member of the Balatok tribe. 
Ang budong mo ay ito ay to resolve conflicts we'd have the budong an agreement between tribes towards serenity, peace, and friendship. Part of me wonders why the Badong is still talked about today, since headhunting isn't practiced anymore. Well, the most recent tribal war happened several years ago. I was just a kid then. There was some kind of fight in the city, people were drunk, people weren't thinking straight. They didn't realize they were picking a fight with other Tingyan. And the war that Pastor Ruben talks about is more bar fight than military campaign. For the most part, the indigenous groups here, collectively called the Dingyan, have coexisted. But that doesn't mean they've never had to fight. My uncles, my grandparents, they were revolutionaries. In the time of President Marcos, there was this dam project, the Chico Dam, which was supposed to be the biggest dam in all of Asia. But if the Chico Dam were to be built, our communities would have been submerged by the river. The wars these days aren't between tribes. In these new wars, the enemy is harder to pick out. People had to fight to save their homes. Maybe it's a corporation that wants to mine ancestral territory for profit. Maybe it's a senator who wants a massive infrastructure project to fatten his budget. Maybe it's even a president obsessed with industrial expansion. There were always assassination attempts. This is Elder Johnny. He's a member of the Binongan tribe, and he was mayor of his district at around the same time the Chico Dam was being built. Because the attempts happen so often, I learned to recognize ambush spots. If a road had a steep curve, the government can set up gunmen on the other side of the curve. That's an ambush spot. So I'm always careful about that. It wasn't guerrillas or terrorists who were trying to take Elder Johnny's life. It was his peers in local government. Vice mayors, lawmakers, judges. They're notorious in the region for employing private militia. It made me wonder, what kept him going when he was up against forces like those? When we went to school in the capital, they'd make fun of us for being Tingian. They'd say, oh, they're from the mountains. Where are their tails? But that was my inspiration to learn. The way the lowlanders treated us, the way they discriminated against us. I decided to become mayor, to pass on what I've learned. My opponents were rich, but they chose me. It's hard to say why Elder Johnny was attacked, but it's likely his opponents were threatened by the idea of an indigenous candidate holding political power. So when I was the mayor, I established the... I built a high school in my hometown of my... Parents thanked me after because the school was close by. Now their kids didn't have to go all the way to the capital to study. That was always my dream. But yes, I was targeted. Sometimes it'd be things like, I think I was alone, but then I'd smell cigarette smoke. I'd see footsteps in the grass. 
empty beer bottles. Once my wife had to push away a 45 from me. A couple nights after hearing the fight break out in Elder Bansilan's house, I remember thinking, why doesn't he just go to the courts? Why don't they just have a judge sort this stuff out? And so I ask Elder Johnny, if these assassination attempts happen so regularly, why doesn't he start a legal dispute? Walang kunti lang ang abogado na lawyer ng Tingians. There are maybe only four Tingian lawyers in all of Abra. All the lawyers. They're not indigenous. And when you bring a case to the courts, eh, they postpone, postpone, postpone. How many postponements? How many years? See, Filipinos who don't know a lot about the Tingian, including myself before the trip, only hear stories about their violent past. But we often fail to ask why they've had to fight. If the Chico Dam were built, my ancestors' homes would have been submerged. Even when President Marcos offered to relocate them, they refused. My relatives, they joined the revolution, and their only aim was to stop the dam. And then here came Balweg from Abra, protesting the cutting of trees by the government in Abra and protesting the Chico Dam. Pastor Ruben is talking about Father Balweg, a Tingyan priest who joined forces with a local elder to create a united front against the Chico Dam's construction. No more discrimination. No more national oppression. No more minorities. Sumasama lang yung idea. Father Balweg brought modern ideas into the movement. He said, this is our region. So these are our products and our resources. He said, our lumber shouldn't be taken by outsiders. Our power shouldn't be taken by outsiders. I mean, in the Philippines, we talk so much about the violence supposedly committed by our indigenous peoples. Even today, the government is blaming them in the South for extremist violence. But so often, the real violence is done to these indigenous groups. I remember once, uh, it was almost in a caravan with Father Balwig when they tried to assassinate him. He usually rode in the front car, but this time he decided to ride in the back car. And when the front car turned this curb, they heard gunshots, but Balwig was able to escape. So how do you fight a war when the enemy makes the laws, when the enemy is as faceless as a mining company, an international conglomerate, a resource corporation, when the enemy is in your courts, your government? We fought for no less than a strong regional autonomous government. We sincerely believe that this is the only way we could effectively and efficiently serve our people now. The government stopped. The resource corporations, they stopped. Because the revolutionary movement, they broke the tower. They broke the power source of the companies. And it goes bigger than Abra, bigger than the Philippines. The Chico Dam was a World Bank-funded project. President Marcos had gained international support for its construction. But when the protests of the Dingyan entered international news, the World Bank pulled their funding from the dam. Eventually, the project was shut down. 
The machines were making so much noise and people couldn't sleep. And when the power was cut, the Chico Dam was broken and the project didn't continue. They stopped. In the Philippines, they still call the Dingyan headhunters, radicals, extremists. But there are other names too. Pastors, teachers, fighters. Sabi na you are like a clown. Para kang ano na nag... They called me a clown. They said I was a garbage collector sorting through trash. On my last day, I take a tricycle to Penyarubia to see a weaver. Maganda yung may pagkopyahan para ma-iribad yung sariling amin. But this was important. We were reviving what was ours instead of taking from other cultures. Norma Mina is nearing 90, but hard at work. At the loom, with dyes, hands light over the cloth and iron. She's a member of the Inlaud tribe. My grandfather was a mandadawak. He conducted rituals, gave out medicine, corresponded with our ancestors. Him and the other mandadawak came up with the weaving designs. I mean, the amazing thing was that the mandadawak got these designs through ritual. And that's why I didn't want to discard these designs from the past. The feeling is different. The practices of the Mandadawak have all but vanished, largely because of the influence of Christianity here. It took Norma years of education to revive this old craft. It's like our culture is being forgotten. If we don't have elders who remember, then it'll be forgotten. And other Filipinos, they don't know our culture. They don't know our past. Sometimes, when you go to Manila, we'll even be asked, are you Igorats? Because the Tingyan are not known. No one asks us, are you Tingyan? They ask us, are you Igorats? There are so many people who think changes like the vanishing of the Mandadawak are just part of progress. Almost like it's natural selection. Some practices survive, others die out. Now, when someone's died, they'll say Catholic prayers. They won't use our practices. In our dances, we've stopped using the traditional clothes. But to Norma, these designs are not leftovers from an irrelevant past. They're memories of her grandfather and markers of her identity. They're a reminder to her community that the Dingyan have a long history, that this was their land, before Christian missionaries, before American colonizers, before Spanish sailors arrived on their soil. Other places have their histories, but not here. The elders are dying. There's no longer anyone teaching our children our traditions. And isn't this a kind of violence? A war without bloodshed or gunshots? No spears or broken power plants, no rebel groups, no ambushes. We need to teach our culture so that we can impart our knowledge to our descendants even in our old age. 
If we die, then it's gone. So that we can impart, impart our knowledge to them. In the old days, the days before the Badong, it was an eye for an eye, a head for a head. If a life was lost, a life was taken. But when a line of priests dies out, when a tradition of weaving is lost, what do you do? Who do you go to for restitution? We must revive. For our children, we must revive. We have to make things new so that the old doesn't vanish. And my kids, they've started to inherit the business because I'm growing old, but they're growing old too. Norma's home isn't big. The coffee she's made me is getting cold and a hard rain clatters on the metal roof. She shows me a couple of the designs she's working on today pointing to her clothing iron, holes gouged through its metal. She laughs when I almost touch it by accident. I made this picture of Abra. I don't know how to write, so I made it through embroidery. I made this so when you look here, you can see Abra. You can tell that the first people are still here. I can call Norma a weaver but I want to call her a fighter. My dream is that before the Lord takes me, they'll learn it all. Not just my children, but my whole village, all of Abra, in Laud, Binangan, wherever you are from, to learn. Not just weaving, not just dance, but what it means to be Tingyan. I visit one of the schools in Ba'ai that Elder Johnny helped build and watch a dance that the grade schoolers have been practicing for the past couple weeks. It's the Gansa, a traditional gong dance. The kids wear Hello Kitty and Power Rangers t-shirts, banging on pans and steel drums, running circles. I think these are the kids Norma wishes she could teach. But the principal here is making sure they learn the Gansa dance, that they understand the local language, and I think they're in good hands. Nung mga estudyante doon, pumapunta sa ibang... It used to be that kids here had to go to other municipalities to study. It was really difficult. That's why I established a high school here. Norma's not alone because this is a school Elder Johnny helped to build. People needed to fight so their homes wouldn't be lost. This is on land Pastor Ruben's ancestors fought to protect. We have our own laws, indigenous laws and practices that were being recognized now by the government. We have our own culture, our own lives. And these kids are that much safer because of the Badong, because of the laws that Elder Bansilan continues to uphold. The schoolyard makes me think of a battlefield. Here in Ba'ai, in this basketball court where the kids are banging like crazy on rusty gongs passed down over decades, this is where the war is being fought. It's being fought for language, for culture, for community. It's being fought because the Tingyan have always had to fight to protect what's theirs. 
hindi nila ma-appreciate. The youth today, they can't appreciate their lives unless they learn their history. Because their ancestors set the boundaries of the land, their ancestors brought unity and peace. I think back to Elder Bansilan, how I thought he looked like a warrior in the fire, or how I thought Father Balweg was this lone ranger, this renegade priest who sparked a revolution all by himself. But in this story, there's no one hero. The kids, they think it's every man for himself because they forget how their ancestors created this community. Their ancestors were brothers and sisters. Sometimes I want to go back to that history, the one where we all helped each other, the one where we had bayanihan. Bayanihan is a Filipino word, sometimes translated into English as heroism. But heroism makes it sound like there's one hero, an individual rising up to save the world. Really, bayanihan is about community. It's when a neighbor helps you with the harvest, when a friend covers the cost of your kid's medication. It's when a peace pact is made, when a dam is broken, when a tradition is saved. This is important. Our blankets, our dresses, our medicines, our dances. We do all these things to remember. We are Tingyan. And in a place where the casualties of violence aren't just soldiers or homes, but entire communities and ways of living, maybe the best way to fight back is to band together. In the afternoon light, feet tapping to the sounds of pans and gongs, the kids keep beat. They watch each other's steps, follow each other's leads, circling around the basketball court in a coordinated chaos. For a moment, that history Pastor Ruben's talking about, the one where we all helped each other, doesn't seem far away at all. <laughs>